My name is Professor Kevin Winthrop from the Oregon Health and Science University. I'm delighted to be here in Atlanta, Georgia to introduce this first CSF ACR Highlights podcast, highlighting the key presentations from the first day of ACR here in Atlanta. The papers reviewed here are from the CSF Chairman's Pick for ACR 2019. Today is Sunday, November 10th, 2019. The first paper, Evaluation of Potential Mechanisms Underlying the Safety Observations of Filgotinib in Clinical Studies in RA, presented by Julie DePaolo. Differences in JAK inhibitor specificity for JAK1, 2, 3, and TIC2 may influence their safety profiles. In clinical trials, filgotinib did not negatively impact hemoglobin, LDL, HDL ratios, or N-case or natural killer cell counts. The in vitro profile of JAK inhibitors with different JAK selectivity profiles at clinically relevant doses were compared to calculate the overall kinetics of suppression of several things. One, erythroid progenitor cell expansion and maturation. Two, NK cell proliferation. And three, liver X receptor agonist induced cholesterol ester transfer protein expression. In conclusion, the authors presented JAK1 selectivity of filgotinib resulted in less inhibition of NK cell proliferation compared with berry, TOFA, and UPA. Number two, filgotinib also reduced liver X receptor agonist-induced cholesterol ester transfer protein expression, that's a mouthful, while the other inhibitors did not alter these levels. And number three, these results provide a potential mechanistic link to the observed reduction of cholesterol transfer protein concentration and activity following filgotinib treatment and the observed reduction in the LDL-HDL ratio in patients with RA. Abstract number two. Upatacidinib is monotherapy in patients with RA, results at 48 weeks. Presented by Dr. Uh, Joseph Smolin. Monotherapy, of course, is the rage. I'm a big fan. It's nice to not use methotrexate if you can uh, avoid it. Uh, so the interest in monotherapy studies are high. In the select monotherapy trial, UPA showed efficacy when used as monotherapy over 14 weeks in methotrexate IR RA patients. Safety and efficacy of UPA monotherapy were assessed through 48 weeks in an ongoing long-term blinded extension period. From week 14, patients originally randomized to methotrexate were switched to UPA at either the 15 or 30 milligram dose per pre-specified assignment at baseline. These patients were randomized to UPA 15 or 30. They continued their initial treatment. No dose adjustments for UPA were allowed during the study. Starting at week 26, for patients who did not achieve a CDI of less than 10, background uh, synthetic DMARDs could be initiated. The authors concluded from the results that from baseline through week 48, clinical and functional outcomes continued to improve or were maintained. The UPA monotherapy at either 15 or 30 milligrams resulted in similar efficacy improvements through 48 weeks, and that the overall benefit-risk profile of both doses was favorable based on the safety and efficacy data through week 48, particularly at the 15 milligram dosage. Uh, this will be confirmed, of course, through an integrated safety analysis across all three phase three trials. So what about that integrated safety analysis? Dr. Stan Cohen is presenting the third abstract entitled The Safety Profile of Upatacidinib in RA, the Integrated Analysis from the Select Phase Three Clinical Program. The overall safety of upatacidinib as either mono or combination therapy with background synthetic DMARDs has been assessed in patients with moderate to severely active RA from the phase three clinical program database. 
In this presentation, the treatment emergent adverse events from five pivotal randomized double-blind placebo or active control trials were analyzed and summarized together. And across all phase three trials, over 3,800 patients received at least one dose of upadacidinib, 15 milligrams, 2,630 patients, or 30 milligrams, which was 1,204 patients, with no option to switch, switch doses for a total of 4,020.1 patient years of exposure time. In conclusion, the authors noted the following. Number one, the exposure-adjusted event rates of adverse events leading to discontinuation on UPA 15 milligrams were comparable to the adalimumab arm. Number two, the rate of serious infection on upadacidinib 15 milligrams was also similar to that observed with adalimumab. Number three, the rate of herpes zoster, or HC, was higher on both UPA doses compared to methotrexate or adalimumab and was higher on the 30 milligram dose as compared to 15 milligram dose. Number four, the rates of VTE, MACE, and malignancy were comparable with that observed in the methotrexate and adalimumab dosing groups. Efficacy and safety of fenibrutinib, a BTK inhibitor, also presented by Dr. Stan Cohen. This multi-center randomized double-blind phase two investigated the efficacy and safety of this BTK inhibitor compared with placebo in combination with background methotrexate in TNF-IR-RA patients. Fenibrutinib demonstrated higher efficacy across uh, disease, different disease activity measures versus placebo at week 12. Number two, the safety profile of this compound appeared uh, acceptable in this short trial. Number three, the ACR responses were greater for fenibrutinib versus placebo and generally increased over time with a plateau of ACR50 after week eight for all patients. Lastly, the safety profile of baricidinib for the treatment of RA up to seven years presented by Mark Genovese. This was an integrated safety analysis that has been updated from last year. The long-term safety of baricidinib once daily was evaluated in the all-berry RA dataset which contained any patient exposed to any baricidinib dose from nine randomized trials and one LTE with a data cut of February of 2018. 3,770 patients received berry with a total exposure of over 10,000 patient years. The authors concluded that for this updated integrated safety analysis, baricidinib maintained a safety profile similar to previously reported. There were no new safety signals noted. There was no significant difference between berry four milligrams versus placebo in treatment emergent adverse events, leading to either permanent discontinuation, death, malignancy, serious infection, or MACE. The herpes zoster incidence rates were, however, significantly higher for baricidinib four milligrams versus placebo, although they were similar as compared to two milligram, although numerically higher. Lastly, fewer than 1% of patients discontinued due to abnormal laboratory results. Coming to the end of our highlights from today, uh, the MACE and VTE profiles of all of the JAK agents has become increasingly uh, noted to be of interest. And this is a presentation by Dr. Ernest Choi looking at these outcomes across multiple upadacidinib studies in RA. And this was an integrated safety analysis from, of course, the select phase three clinical program like uh, the prior abstracts presented. As background, treatment of RA and JAK inhibitors are known to increase lipid levels along with mild variable impacts on platelet counts. However, these changes have not been linked to CV events or VTE, respectively. And this analysis assessed MACE and VTE from the integrated safety database, again, of the phase three clinical program with upadacidinib and RA. 
The authors concluded after reviewing the data that exposure-adjusted event rates of adjudicated mace and VTE with hepatocidinib were comparable with methotrexate and adalimumab and consistent with reported background rates in the RA population. Similar to other JAK inhibitors, hepatocidinib increased the levels of lipids. However, no association between lipid levels and MACE could be established in this analysis. Lastly, I want to highlight several other presentations that were uh, given today. Some of these were oral, some of them were in poster form. The first was by Dr. Michael George from UPenn. This was the risk of serious infections with long-term use of low-dose glucocorticoids in patients with RA. The risk of glucocorticoids is well established, and this was a nice retrospective population-based analysis showing that even at low doses uh, of steroids, that daily steroid use, even below five milligrams per day, does increase the risk of serious infections in patients with RA. A nice analysis by Artie Kavanaugh and crew. This was the rheumatoid arthritis treatment with filgotinib. This is long-term extension data from phase two up to week 156 of exposure with filgotinib. Uh, this was uh, a nice analysis showing very low rates of adverse events in terms of serious infections in herpes zoster, as well as VTE uh, for the small uh, group of people that have been followed for a long term with filgotinib. Results from a randomized controlled trial of safety of the live varicella vaccine. This was the VERV trial conducted by Dr. Jeff Curtis and myself. Uh, this was using the live varicella vaccine or Zostavax, uh, in which we were giving this vaccine to over 600 patients with uh, TNF-alpha usage. Uh, this historically has been a contraindication to do, but we were able to show that none of these patients developed disseminated or local vaccine uh, virus, and so we have shown that using this vaccine is safe. The immunogenicity is being presented today by Jeff, uh, and it is somewhat diminished, although there is uh, effect with the vaccine, but probably is not as robustly efficacious as in a normal host. Lastly, Dr. Michael Weinblatt, uh, I think this was an important paper. Uh, this was a poster looking at uh, inadequate response to biologic DMARDs, taking those individuals and giving them patacidinib. And what was shown in this analysis is that even uh, non-responders to TNF therapy as well as IL-6 therapy can effectively be treated with upadacidinib and that while failures of one or two or three DMARDs, the, the more DMARDs biologics you failed, the less likely you are to respond. However, upadacidinib did look like a good option for all of these uh, failure groups. To find out more about these abstracts and session times, download our free highlights brochure from the CSF website or visit us at stand 2423 to pick up a free copy. Look out for our other highlight videos, all of the presented abstracts, which will be hosted on the CSF LinkedIn and Twitter page at Cytokine Forum. Thank you very much and enjoy ACR.